Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. As always, Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire. Make, Lord, our minds, our hearts, our souls fertile soil that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate these scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. This passage to referring either to the end of our own life where we're going to meet the Lord face to face or at the end of the age when the Lord comes to, to judge the living and the dead. And it's just this sober awareness for us to like, whoa, this life is not everything. And that I, right, am not the Lord. And that heaven, eternal communion with the Lord is real. That the hell, eternal separation from the Lord is real. And that the Lord calls me to be attentive to him. We can, we can hear this, right? And it's like all kind of different emotions can like well up in us. Like, oh my gosh, I'm getting nervous already. But what's important, is so important, that as we're just aware of this, is this words that Jesus said at the very beginning, do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. This is where he begins. Do not be afraid. The Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Now, it is our choice on whether we receive it or not. Like whether we say yes to what the Father is pleased to give us. And what's important in that is like, do I trust him? Do I believe that statement? That the Father is pleased, like he's pleased to give me the kingdom. To give me his grace and mercy now and eternal communion with him forever. I know when I was uh, a child, I still will do this with the Lord, but it's this kind of easier story, more tangible when I'm a child, right? I always wanted something before I was ready for it. I'm like, you know, I'm seeing my, old, my dad and my uncle and my older brother and my cousins, like, well, I grew up in the country, you know, they're like shooting guns and hunting, and I'm like, it is time, it is my turn, let's go. My dad's like, not yet, buddy. I'm like, what do you mean, not yet? Like, come on, it's like, it's my turn. And my dad was right, like, I wasn't ready. But when I was ready, he was pleased to give it to me, pleased. The time, like, everybody's driving, you know, the four-wheelers, the trucks, the tractor, and all, I'm like, hand me the keys. I am ready. And my dad's like, you're not ready. I'm like, 
oh, I, watch me drive this tractor. He's like, yeah, I'll, I will watch you drive it right into the house. You are not ready. But then when I was, he was pleased. Like, it, it pleased his heart to give it to me. Now, there were times when I didn't get what I wanted, and I figured out a way to, to get it myself. And so I saw my grandfather using this staple gun once. I'm like, that is so cool way cooler than this toy gun that I have like this is great so I'm like I'm gonna figure this out so I went I got the staple gun and I'm squeezing and squeezing and I can't get this staple to come out I'm like that's fine I'll just like get get some leverage so I put it up against my leg right except I put it the wrong way boom <laughs> stapled it right paint my pants right to my leg and I was like oh and I knew my grandfather was right next to him. I was like, hold it together, hold it together. And I just popped that staple right out, put that staple gun back, and I never touched it again until I was much older. You know, I was like, okay, okay, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. So Jesus is telling us again, like, to be ready, to be attentive. Because we know not when he will come. And oftentimes, we, we, we turn our gaze away and we think because we don't want to wait. There is a longing in the human heart for total fulfillment. There, God, we are, God created us for that. Complete, total fulfillment. Perfect happiness that we can't even imagine at this moment. And because we want that, and we want it so bad, and it's just at the core of ourselves, then we're just like easily kind of distracted and like, no, no, I want it now. And so we start grabbing at good things, but too early or too often or in the wrong way. We start grabbing at sin itself and we're like, something, something is going to fill this deep ache in my heart. And sometimes, again, we'll reach out to the Lord and we're like, okay, Lord, I figured it out. I can't do it. I put the staple gun away, so like you do it for me. I mean, when are you going to do it? When are you going to give it to me? The waiting is hard. So in this waiting and this longing, even as we're crying out to the Lord, it can be painful. And this is this invitation to trust him, that he is pleased to give us the kingdom. Because in that moment of the painful ache and the longing and the wait, the enemy is putting up every temptation in front of us. Well, you can grab this, and you can grab this, and you can grab this, and you can grab this. It's the same temptation in the garden with Adam and Eve. God doesn't want to give you what you want, what you're made for, so grab it. Take it. And the catechism tells us this, that the first sin, see, like, we all want it. I mean, it was like, give it to me now, right? <laughs> We, the, the, the first sin was this, that the trust of his creator, right, the trust of his creator died in his heart. Speaking of man, speaking of us, the trust of his creator died in his heart, and therefore he was disobedient. And he said every subsequent sin, the catechism says every subsequent sin is a lack of trust and then therefore disobedience. 
I am longing, yearning so much. And at this point, I do not trust that you're going to fulfill my deepest desire. So I will take it into my own hands. And brothers and sisters, when we begin to live our lives fundamentally like this, we're just moving further and further away from the Lord. And so it's it's a human experience. It happens to all of us. Praise God for his mercy, right? St. Paul, God proves his love for us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. While we were sinners. He didn't cancel it out. He's like, okay, it's over. No one else is like, no, I'm going to come. I'm going to offer my life for you because I love you. Because why? He is pleased, pleased to give us the kingdom. Abraham, God told him, I'm going to make you a father of so many descendants that you can, you can go. I want you to go outside right now. Go outside. Look up at the sky. How many stars are there? Can you count them? He's like, can't count them. Can't do it. He's like, that's how many descendants you're going to have. And then like, he's like, no baby, no baby, no baby. You know, Sarah's like, I don't think this is happening, man. Like, Let's, let's work this out a different way, right? This, then he, then Hagar, all this, like, whoa, 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 Ishmael, like, hey, this is not it. The Lord's like, come on, do you not trust me? And then miraculously, miraculously, there is Isaac. The one, the one, finally, there's one. And then the Lord's like, hey, I want you to sacrifice him. Um, okay, uh, what? What? But at this point, Abraham trusts him. So he's like, okay, here, I will offer. I will offer. And in that, right, just this, this complete offering everything to the Lord and trusting him, then the Lord blessed him, right? And then Isaac became the seed of, of just nations. Like we actually are Abraham's children in the faith. We are the fulfillment of this promise that God made to him. Here, right here, us. Because Abraham believed that the Lord was trustworthy. Not always, not initially, but he grew in it. So there's this invitation for us tonight. Do we believe again in the ache, in the longing that God is trustworthy? And I'll tell you one thing. On that day that, that the Lord told Abraham to go outside and look at the stars, if you pay attention to the scriptures, it was noon. It was noon middle of the day there's only one star you can see it's called the sun one but again he believed that from the one there would be many let us today be attentive to the Lord that he might find us, right? He might find us even imperfectly, even stumbling, but trusting him, our eyes upon him, repenting of any way in which we have put our trust in other things and grasped early, grasped often at the wrong things that the Lord does not desire for us, repent of them, come to the sacrament of reconciliation, put our trust back into the Lord and what he offers us here and now he is pleased to give us the kingdom, which now the fullest expression of that is in the most holy Eucharist. And so here we come to Mass, and it's seemingly and begin become routine for us. But for the walk here, like every longing in the heart, the Lord says, here, this is my body. This is my body given up for you. This is me. This is all that I have. 
I'll take it. It's a foretaste of eternal life. The Lord might find us watchful, attentive in our longing and our poverty and our hunger for him. Jesus said to his disciples, do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your belongings, give alms, right? Like the things that we are, are, are grasping at that are not of the Lord. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out. An inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. The longing and the hunger allows us to direct our treasure to Jesus Christ himself. Where our heart will be there so that when he comes, he will find us longing and thirsting for him and then having experienced the foretaste of that here on earth we might be completely satiated for all eternity in communion with him do not be afraid any longer little flock do not grasp at false thirst for your father is pleased to give you the kingdom You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.